0: Welcome, I'm Ed Pozwoli, CEO of Trip Scott Law Firm in Fort Lauderdale, and today we're in the beautiful Miami Central Brightline train station, and joining me today is the president of Brightline trains, Patrick Goddard. Patrick, welcome. Thank you so much, Ed, great to be here. So Patrick, tell me, please tell me when your trains are gonna be back running again.
1: Very soon, very soon, Ed. So we have been, uh, you know, we shut down in March of 20, and we are getting ready to open This fall, fourth quarter, it's a little bit contingent upon some uh, certifications we need from the Federal Railroad Authority on positive train control, which is some additional safety features that we've, you know, we took advantage of this time to implement.
0: So, uh, should you know, before the end of the year, for sure. So, before we go to the post-pandemic world, pre-pandemic world, Brightline, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach, how how will you receive by the community?
1: You know, we carried a million people in our first year. We were on track to carry two million in our second year. We were right in line with what, what we thought we were going to do, we were a little ahead. Um, so it was disappointing to have to curtail those activities, you know, so abruptly. But, you know, I think we're very optimistic about what Florida's gonna look like when we get on the other side of this pandemic. We're excited about where we're gonna pick all of that activity back up again in the fall,
0: or, you know, hopefully, uh, certainly by the fir- fourth quarter. So by the fall of fourth quarter of this coming year, what is post-pandemic world going to be like in riding a bright line train?
1: You know, it's interesting. We were joking about this earlier. We got a mulligan on opening the business. So we get to reopen our business, or open it for a second time with the benefit of all of the learnings that we had the first time. So we're going to be making improvements. We were already, I think, way ahead of the curve in terms of cleanliness and hygiene. You yeah. know, we have, it's, it's a touchless entry into the train stations and on board the trains. Um, uh, it's essentially touch free in the bathrooms, on the trains and in the stations. So we were already very much ahead of the curve in terms of cleanliness and hygiene, but uh, we're going to continue to enhance those sort of safety and hygiene measures. Uh, we've made some pretty substantial improvements to our technology to make it easier for people to ride the train. We've also, I think, recognized that people need first and last mile solutions. So we've been integrating first and last mile solutions into our app so you can actually Plan a trip from your couch to your final destination with, you know, the train in the middle. Um, and there are a number of other improvements that you're going to see on our food and beverage offerings and some of the entertainment and programming and experiences
0: that we're going to offer people to inter- reintroduce them uh, to the train once we reopen. Like if I, if I come down from Fort Lauderdale to Miami Central, this station here, and I want to go to Brickell. Yeah. But tell me, you it, know, how are we connected to uh, whatever other public transportation there Miami
1: is? Miami Central is one of the best examples of transit oriented development and, and, and a central hub that there is in the United States. In the, From this building, you're connected to Metro Rail, Metro Mover, Mover and uh, next summer Tri-Rail. So those three systems, between the three of them, carry 30 million people around the uh, 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 South Dade area, um, actually all of miami-dade county uh, and tri-rail goes up into broward and palm beach county that's just the public transportation options there's also a ton of micro mobility that uh, industry has exploded over the last couple of years e-bikes rideshare, shuttles, uh, trolleys. So from here, you can basically get access to all of the jobs that are in this downtown area. This downtown area is exploding in terms of residential capacity. We've got 800 units upstairs here that are about 50% leased up. Uh, we've got 130,000 feet of retail that's about 50% leased up, um, all of which we think is going to be you know, fully populated over the next 12 to 18 months, this is really
0: going to be the Grand Central of South Florida. But you're moving outside of South Florida. The plan is to go all the way up to Orlando and and Disney World. That's right. And how are those developments
1: coming? So, you know, overall, this is a five over $5 billion investment into the state of Florida. And, you know, we think that this is... The the 67 miles from Miami to West Palm Beach is a fraction of a fraction of what we're ultimately going to operate. We're investing an an additional $2.7 billion to get from West Palm Beach into the Orlando airport where we have already built a train station that's just waiting for our tracks to connect it. Um, And then we are are in the process of finalizing negotiations to extend the system from the airport all the way out to Tampa uh, with the potential of a stop at Disney on the way. So we've signed a lease with Walt Disney World for a station there but we're in negotiations there too to try and uncover ways to create more connectivity in that Central Florida area. Obviously, Universal is a big player in that market, the iDrive community, the convention center. So we're working with that community to find solutions to get people to all of these different locations. You know, our view is we're looking to get people from South Florida to Central Florida but once you get to that hub, we got to also help solve these problems of getting people around within the subhub. So we expect the Orlando connection to the airport to be complete by the end of 22. And the expansion out to Disney and Tampa will follow. That's somewhat subject to permitting and construction. So it's a two to four year horizon after we complete construction to the Orlando airport.
0: Now, Florida, you know, post pandemic is probably the hottest state in the country, and I'm not just talking about the temperature. I'm talking about from a business standpoint, business financial institutions moving down from the north. In uh, large part, at least one of the reasons was because of Brightline and its future. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what are you hearing about that?
1: You know, I think that this notion of a car-free lifestyle has become much more relevant in the minds of today's uh, uh, you know uh, traveler to today's uh, you know business person. To to today's leisure traveler. They don't want to be in a car. And you know Florida has traditionally been congested and, and, and it's getting worse. The average speed of 995 is about 30 miles an hour. Even now, we're back to pre-COVID levels uh, from a traffic perspective. So they are looking for this live, work, play environment where they can live, work, and play in the same place without needing to get into a car. Brightline affords people the ability to live basically anywhere without a car, provided you have connectivity to one of our stations. You can then get all the way around all three counties and ultimately into Central Florida. So that's become a very attractive thing for employers moving into this region. They want to be adjacent to Brightline because they recognize that that's the spine that runs through. 10 million of the 20 million people who live in the state of Florida. Um, so they re- in recognizing that, they know that by connecting people to, that, to the rail corridor, they're connecting them to jobs, to hospitals, to medical care, uh, and to
0: other services that are essential for them, uh, and that they can do all of that without getting into their car. So Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach, was just the first step? The second step is Orlando, and then the third step would be then out to Tampa. Tampa. And then we
1: have these interim stations in Boca, Aventura, you know, and then potentially Walt Disney World, and then there are some other opportunities maybe to connect to the, you know, the cruise port of Port Canaveral. Uh, I mean, there, it, it, Florida is the Teflon state. It, is, it, is, it always rebounds faster after a recession. I've been in this market for over 20 years. Um, you know, in the hospitality industry, uh, it is a very resilient market, uh, and I think that, that there's going to be a lot of like revenge travel happening uh, post-pandemic. Pent-up demand. Tons of it. Tons of it and and I'm so encouraged, like Blackstone took uh, 200 employees into this office building right here on top of the station. There are tens of thousands of square feet uh, of office space, still busy, heavily occupied, residential units going up. As I said, we have 800 of them on top of us right here. There's a lot of activity, activity happening in this downtown area, which which makes me very excited about the future of a car-free lifestyle and Brightline's involvement
0: in that. And how can we as a community help private sector initiatives like Brightline, yeah. private sector initiatives uh, you know, like Brightline in, in our community? How can we help with that? <clears throat> I think
1: that if the, commun- the community needs to feel like they own this system. It's theirs. This is not you know some foreign investor or hedge fund putting a system into the state for their own benefit this is this has a this has a public benefit that the public needs to realize the beacon council here in in miami the greater fort lauderdale alliance in fort lauderdale the economic development group in 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 palm beach all recognize that this is an asset for the state this is an asset for south florida Regionalism is a real phenomenon that leads to significant economic growth, economic development. We are a catalyst for that. And I think the more people that experience this service understand how it's different from anything that they've ever seen before, understand how thoughtful we've been about connecting all of the dots so people can really live a car-free lifestyle, and then promoting that so that we continue this economic growth particularly uh, post-pandemic
0: so that we see a quick recovery for the state of Florida and continued growth into the future. And I can tell you as a personal uh, passenger on on your train several several times I mean it's a great service and we can't wait for you to reopen again and start running trains this fall. Patrick thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure Ed, thank you.